7th of March 2011. Hey James, how are you doing? I'm very good, thanks Ian. It's uh, good to be back here on the virtual couch with you. Absolutely, and uh, we're going to talk about what's happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology. And uh, we've got a bit of business news. Digital media as well. (laughs) Yeah, we've got a bit of business news, uh, some uh, technology action, uh, content delivery, um, and we'll probably talk about what's happening in the world of uh, mobile gaming and probably some other stuff as well, depending on what we have this week. Indeed. So I think that'll work out. We've got lots of uh, interesting news. I've, I've had an interesting week at the Game Developer Conference mm, over here in uh, San Francisco. So give you a, a very concise uh, what's been going on there. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but uh, in the midst of, uh, sorry about the aircraft overtaking my head here, but uh, there we go. Can't have it all. So nope. um, business news, what's going on there, Ian? Well, we've got a new valuation of Facebook, which uh, as one of the kind of preeminent social media networks in the universe... Uh, General Atlantic is a $17 billion investment firm. He's going to buy one-tenth of 1% of Facebook, which doesn't sound like very much to me. Like that's a, a tiny bit of a tiny bit. Uh, but that leaves the value of the social networking website at $65 billion. Is that wow. not the biggest number that in the world? Buys a few, that buys quite a few tanks of gas, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I mean. But this is derivative. This is like secondary market trading, isn't it? So it's only oh, yeah. actually I mean, a very it's not, small it's not free on the float. So, stock it's kind of, no. so they're buying two point five million mm-hmm. shares of stock from former employees of Facebook. So basically, this is this is making some former employees very, very, very rich. So it hasn't the deal hasn't closed yet because yeah, Facebook needs to approve it. But that's that's an awful lot of that's a an enormous amount of money. Yeah, I'd be surprised if former employees are allowed to sell their future stock options well, that, but that's the problem I, that's though. I mean the they, deal, they obviously yeah. have actual stock but the difficulty there is that if you can't if there's no actual stock market then the shares have no value if you can't sell them regardless of you know yeah. the magic numbers that they might have in respect to how much people would pay for them if you can't actually sell them so there must be obviously some clause in their contracts that says well you know you can sell them if you haven't gone on the stock market so um so maybe they should have waited uh, maybe they're just taking their 65 you know their i don't know how much how many shares it is I mean, earlier this yeah. year we had Goldman Sachs putting a billion dollars into Facebook. So, and what do they get for that? A couple of percent? <laughs> I don't know, not very much. Uh, but still, <laughs> so that means that Facebook's jumped yeah. in value about thirty percent in six weeks. Outrageous! So, That's go. pretty pretty bizarre, isn't it? Okay, um, uh, so moving on, I guess in also in business, I guess we've had the news from the UK that um, UV will definitely be late. Yep, uh, and. There was uh, this was um, Richard Halton announcing at a digital terrestrial group summit in the UK on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yes, it will be late, and uh, and um, I think there was some suggestion. And there's this word that uh, Alan Sugar, the uh, was he the the industry czar in the UK? I think mm-hmm. he's been lined up. Uh, he of the Apprentice fame in the UK. Was, um, he's the, I guess you could argue he's is he the Donald Trump of uh, UK? Probably yeah, not. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> certainly is from a TV perspective uh, so he's allegedly been lined up to um, uh-huh. replace the, the chairman of UVU but uh, I, I, they've set themselves a very you know, they promised they've promised so much at UVU they set themselves massive targets or very short term mm. targets mm. Uh, before to release for the end of this year and it's 
you know obviously you and i were on the inside so we know it's actually quite mm. a difficult it's a very complicated uh, they've, they've been off is it getting mm. good software working on set the boxes and getting an entire infrastructure that's yeah as complex as they're trying to do and get it working is is very hard um and it's you know this yeah. there's a big difference between doing a nice little demo and turning that into something that's rock solid and reliable and worthy of being connected to a television that we expect to work all the time yeah, but they have announced on a technology level uh, an API um, for letting people not have to do everything. I think it was one of the concessions, wasn't it? I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't give much description here. If you look yeah, in the show I was notes, look folks, at it you'll going, see there's a okay. So, what does it actually mean? You can do with this API? Um, yes, they'll release the technical details of the application programming interface for the benefit of manufacturers that just want to use a subset of the features. Like, what does what does it mean? Does that mean you can? I don't know. Does that mean? Does that make? Can watch digital terrestrial TV. I don't, I don't know. All right. Okay. With, without. Um, okay. If you do know, do send us feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. We'd love to hear <laughs> your do. thoughts on We'd what this really is. Um, really is going on. Um, yeah, so on the technology front, Ian. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I understand you've you've suddenly you've decided it's time to get rid of your cathode ray tube. I know. Is this it was correct? time. It was time. It was time, James, that I had to actually update my viewing technology to something this century um even right this so decade, i mean you've had century. a lot of time to research this haven't you so what did you what, what did you get and why so did you get it i ended up with a panasonic uh led uh, dis- uh display and it uh it won me over in the shop actually because they had a 3d demonstration on it and even the the normal blu-ray pictures was just so sharp and so bright i went that's the one for me i'm gonna give that a go uh-huh. now Unfortunately, there's a few challenges in terms of um, uh, watching 3D television, but we'll get to that in a tick. Um, so my challenge at the moment, as you know, James, is try and see if I can get away with watching uh, to enjoy my viewing without actually having to go through normal terrestrial panels or even normal cable providers. Yep. So I have a, a nice uh-huh. fast internet connection through my cable, but I don't actually have the cable turned on. And right. in the TV itself, you have um, the capability of watching movies and content. Um, but sadly, that only works if you're in the UK. So you can actually have BBC iPlayer 4OD and uh, the 5 client running. Right. Um, oh, hang on. Is that my... But is it no, GOIP? No, so, so, it, it knows you're in Ireland, so it says you can't have any of these. Yeah, that's my PS3. So there is actually a content um, option in the television itself. Um, but again, I haven't been able to get that uh-huh. to work and you have to put a, an SD card in and you have to update, update the firmware of the television and it all gets a bit complicated very quickly. Um, but the challenge I was trying to get to was actually being able to watch 3D content uh, at home. So right. I walked into the local HMV store in a really big video, DVD, Blu-ray, all that kind of stuff and rocked off the front counter and said, right, uh, 3D content, what have you got? And he went, all oh, right, I'll show you. you and mean? he took me to a Blu-ray, a 3D Blu-ray of um, a documentary about sharks. I went, mm, that's not really right. what I'm after. And he showed me uh, Piranha 3D, which I eventually did get, and uh, Despicable Me, which is a cartoon in 3D. And that was it. That, that was yeah, the yeah. entire 3D content really? available. Well, in my local fries here, I did check it out, and they do actually have mm-hmm. probably, I don't know, 30 titles, 30 3D titles. Okay, that's, but that's most just of better which than I could are... find cartoony style ones I guess um, right. so did, and what's your Blu-ray player of choice have you gone PlayStation 3 yeah, so or I've the PlayStation 3 player? which is uh, which does a pretty good job and that's the one that actually has the uh, that has BBC iPlayer and 
4 uh, d and the five okay. client built in. So, so if you can you're set up a proxy, bypassing your smart TV and going straight to the another set top box, effectively. Basically, effectively, yeah. And I also tried it with Apple TV as well, which again, um, for actually streaming content and downloading content, it's pretty slick. It's great. The only problem with iTunes movies is they're actually quite expensive to rent. So you're almost at the yeah. price of well, buying. Well, I've I bought an, an Apple TV myself at the weekend because uh, uh-huh. I'm I'm in a I'm in a kind of rental apartment right now which has broadband, but mm. and it has kind of Comcast cable, but it's only basic cable, which is standard definition, no DVR yeah. or all this kind of stuff. So I've actually signed up to Netflix. Um, oh, cool. I must admit the content from movies isn't that great on Netflix. Um, yeah, and. There's a couple of headline movies which you've heard of, you know, like mm-hmm. The Karate Kid, I think, is the the, the headliner mm-hmm. at the moment. But right. a lot of it is kind of old material. Um, yeah. Which, uh, But they've got a lot of TV series. If you're not into watching the latest stuff, you can catch up on a mm-hmm. lot of TV series in HD, actually, 720p. Oh, that's pretty good. Which is um, pretty good. And the streaming performance is that's acceptable. Right. I was watching some stuff you know, on a Sunday night last night, and it mm-hmm. uh, came through a bit of stuttering. But, I mean, that's, you know, here I am in Silicon Valley... It's stuttering here on my 20 meg burst speed cable <laughs> You can't get it working there, then where um, can you get it working? Yeah, and that's 720p. So I think, you know, if you, it does, from what you've said, you know, if you want 1080p HD, yeah, you've you got to go Blu-ray, Blu-ray yeah. which... Which is funny, because um, I tried um, I tried the Love Film client for PS3 as well, and uh-huh. that, again, um, some good content there, but... Um, the, the video quality, it's not quite HD. It's kind of, I don't know what resolution it is, but it's all right. Um, yeah. Again, uh, again because it's um, because it has to be in the UK, I have to go through a proxy, so it all kinds of, uh, your bandwidth kind of gets slept up at that point. So You'll have know. to let me know offline about your proxy of choice, and if anyone has a great proxy, just do let, let us know. So I'm getting We do there, like James, our home country and, um, content. I'm trying yeah. to... Actually, watching the 3D movies themselves, uh, I think there's actually something wrong with the glasses because you actually get a kind of double image that you can see. So that means to me that one of the actual lenses is not quite uh, not quite blocking out everything that it should do. So, or some synchronization issue. So, so, is your is your TV? It's it's active shutter glasses, yeah. Yeah, so it's active glasses. Yeah. So maybe you've got a broken lens, or maybe your eyes just can't take it. In. <laughs> maybe I just can't give up. So. My brain can't handle it. Probably true. <laughs> anyway, so that's my experience yeah. well, in, in the world of 3D. Um, so I was just reading here okay. that uh, Wimbledon is going to be broadcasting 3D this year. That's pretty exciting. I don't know. What, sounds, um, I think tennis would be quite cool, actually. Tennis would really, be a brilliant say. game for 3D. Um, being, you know, the ball but it's around. not everything, right? It's it's going to be of the men's single semis, the ladies and the men's single finals. Huh. So There's not even all the um, matches. That's on. Once you've bought the cameras, you might as well use it, as much it, as you can. And it's going to be, I guess, not on broadcast TV as well, I'm guessing. Um, uh, it says it's going to be on outdoor sites around Britain. Uh, so you have to yeah, bring your glasses down to the local pub or local park or something. In theatres. Um, but Orange has done this previously on their IPTV system, I think, in okay. Europe. Um, so I think you know, it's kind of coming out there. But live, I think live sports, when done well, will yeah. be really good. So Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. Um, That'll be quite an exciting thing to watch in three dimensions um but again um so many things have to be right at the moment to actually get that working and uh, with the amount of content available actually i'm going to try some 3d games james i don't know if you can recommend any but um 
or have you seen any rounds? Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, if you haven't played any games for a while, I mean, Black Ops Call of Duty is working in 3D, I believe. So you should. Okay, cool. Give that a try. Um, do you do you get Amazon or Love Film or something in in oh. Ireland? Can you just do the Love yeah, Film because you can get game rentals from Love Film as well. On that so. at all, so. Never mind. But if you do the, you you can rent games, so you can yes. get them to send you the physical media yes, rather yes, than yes. buying it. Might yes. be a sign up for the trial. Might be the game. Um, yeah, I mean, I it's yeah. I mean, games. Uh, I'll come on to later on the game developer conference. There was a lot of 3D. Everybody had 3D dev kits right. everywhere. That's all coming um, up. And with you know hyper super gaming rigs with super resolution um, <laughs> with 3D. And comparing and contrasting with that mm-hmm. and uh, Xbox 360 versus um, PS3. So mm. quite uh, quite cool. Anyway, the other thing that happened last week was iPad 2. Um, yeah, very interesting. Launched. So what do you what think, your, James? Uh, I think um, looking between the lines, there's a few things I know we had a little brief discussion about, you know, does, the, uh, does it have a GPS in? Mm. Uh, it seems like only the one with the... In fact, there seem to be two models of the uh, 3G. Mm-hmm. And one's a CDMA one, and one is not. It's oh, actually really? two physical models, so you can't buy a 3G one that's made for Verizon and expect there to be a, right. a slot for a GSM card. It will be. So, in fact, there are probably three models. Maybe if you include white, maybe there's six. I don't know if you get right. white in all types. Oh, my goodness. So they've, got a, they've gone up in inventory somewhat. Mm. Um, so I guess so. you've got Wi-Fi only, different memory configurations, mm-hmm. and you've got... Mm-hmm. CDMA and you've got three and you've got mm. ESM style three G. Mm-hmm. So um, the addition of the gyroscope was a bit of a weird one for me. I thought it already had one in, but uh, yeah, I'm surprised. But I guess <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> it's better graphics, better performance, and uh, thinner, thinner, same battery life. That's the kind uh, of deal. And another rip off case. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd, I'd definitely get one, James, um, but uh, I'm, you know, by the time I leave the US, they they won't be on sale yet, so I'll have to wait till they uh, come over in Europe on the, I think it's the 25th of March that it comes out there, so. That'll be great. I can finally yeah. sit in bed and surf the net on my tablet. <laughs> well, and I must admit, I have done the, um, the with my Apple TV, you can flick content across between, you can choose where to play yeah, it. Yeah, it is actually very your, cool. Like, you can iPad. start something playing, even music on your uh iPhone, and then when you have an Apple TV in the house, all of a sudden you have these little icons that appear on your phone, and you can yeah. send the media across. It actually works actually, really well. I mean, I know you and I've yeah. been demoing this sort of I thing for a, many years, James, but actually seeing it working in real life is great. <laughs> yeah, I did. I got a um, bit of swag from GDC as well, where BlackBerry, uh-huh. for some reason, were giving away um, you know Bluetooth stereo audio interfaces. Oh, nice! So basically, it's a little Bluetooth. It's a little puck that uh-huh. unfortunately you have to power it up somehow. Um, but you can you can also once you've paired that with your mobile device you can then choose where the audio goes so on your iPad you can play your oh, songs cool. from iTunes nice. out onto this Bluetooth device if you had a stereo but uh, yeah. I don't have a stereo right now so uh, <laughs> I, my Apple TV is, is serves the same is purpose so yes, that excellent. works quite well um, okay. yeah I, iPad 2 um, coming out next week I guess well this uh, probably Indeed. this Friday I could pop out and buy one so um, oh, put your orders in there uh, send me the cash up front. <laughs> um, on the mobile. There we go. Uh, on the mobile space, um, we've got... It's interesting, actually, at GDC, a lot of talk about mobile mm-hmm. and uh, Android versus iOS as the two principal marketplaces. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, it was interesting to get a hit on Android. You only have to sell like a couple of hundred thousand games right. or apps right. to, get, to get in the, the, the charts. Whereas on iOS, you're in the millions. So a lot of people tend to go free on the marketplace. Right. And that seems if you're certainly selling a game, you go free with advertising because that's the only way you'll get volume. Oh, really? Okay. Um, which is interesting. What's this? Uh, I haven't read about this article, actually. This is uh, malware. Uh, mm. Please disable um, my bad apps. It's just where people um, have installed viruses you can't get rid of. <laughs> yeah. Well, it kind of gives you an idea of the different kind of philosophies behind the, the stores. I mean, the, the Apple store is very closed. Everything has to be approved. It's very um, uh, mm. controlled by Apple. And the argument with the Android store is that it's open and, you know, you can do whatever you like. And, but of course, doing whatever you like means you can also get... Uh, people using your apps for bad purposes. Uh, yeah. So you end up with um, apps that actually make uh, send premium level text messages that uh, take details of your phone and send it elsewhere. Um, so in, in the same, it's just like Windows, really. It's got viruses and there's been hundreds of thousands of these uh, applications being downloaded. And finally, Google's uh, actually putting out the kill switch to kill these applications off people's phones remotely. Yeah. Um, so but they're kind of you're damned if you do and if you, if people do do it they'll say you can't mm. do that that's that's mm. dictating what you should do but um i guess it just burns people away from the platform i suppose it's um i mean i've always thought that Apple seems to be amazingly strict with things on the app store but i do actually like someone reviewing the application and making sure it's not gonna you know do something in terms of security or in terms of uh costing me lots of money mm. uh, before i actually put it on my phone so i think i actually do appreciate that fact yeah, I guess it does concern me with my iOS devices when I mm-hmm. do, you know, their application updates. I'm always slightly worried they might try and sneak in a paid update through there. Yeah. Um, without when we're just saying, you know, oh, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, then by the time you frequently that like, they are normally free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is a bit of a worry. So uh, anyway, it's kind of, be, just beware, buyer beware. Mm, absolutely. Um, if, if, some, if something looks too good to be true, it probably is. Uh, and there are quite a few apps out there that we, that do kind of they're just to get you think you've got mm-hmm. it for free and then you have to subscribe to something else in order to use it. So yep. um, they are almost sort of advertorials. Interesting. Um, now, mobile Nokia trying hard, hard to keep developers on board. One of the things I noticed at GDC, a lot of people were giving away a lot of hardware to developers. And really? uh, one morning, I got down to the to the uh, mm-hmm. events for the I think it was the Android. Um, and I thought, you know, why is this line of like a thousand people waiting to go to this developer thing? And then it turned uh-huh. out that they were giving away free, I think, HTC tablets and oh wow, uh, phone smartphones well, to yeah. everyone who turned why up to the you? session. So it was yeah. a bit. Someone someone said it was a bit like going to a timeshare thing where you had to sit through it and then you got the free device. Um, <laughs> this is how you develop on but, uh, Yeah, and they were just giving them away. So. Um, Clearly, that that's a way of getting people on board your platform because well, a lot I mean, of these what, people um, are, you know, poor poor students, and they'll never be able mm, to even buy the product. Mm. Um, this is what uh, Nokia is having to do with people you know, now that they moved to the Windows platform. Uh, they're actually giving away Windows phones uh, to try and get them to um, move across onto the Windows device. Um, so yeah. they were giving away support talks and evaluations of oh, all sorts of stuff. I mean, this is the challenge. If people have built up, you know, a tool chain and infrastructure and source code, and then all of a sudden they have to move to a new platform, it's not cheap. And, you know, Nokia has to, is behind the eight ball here. Yeah. And I guess the hardware at the end of the day is, it depends where they're making the money. I mean, it's, um, 
I guess Nokia then has to say, look, we've got loads of apps for our device, convince the network carriers, look, we know we've got lots of developers. Um, but it's a strange world. Um, listening to people talk about how getting into smartphones, it's been a long time coming and used to used to be <laughs> the smartphone operators, the network operators would decide which apps went on the platform and now it's slightly, the game's changed a bit. It's mm. now, uh, mm. it's the app developers. So it's a... Uh, Weird time, times have changed, that's for sure, that's for yep. sure. So, um, back on to gaming, I guess. I mean, yeah, I was talking a little bit as we've been going through here about... Well, um, there was a great keynote from uh, Satoru Iwata from, uh, from Nintendo, mm-hmm. which he basically uh, was saying how Nintendo had changed the world of gaming so that now 76% of, of uh, Americans are now play games on some some way right. or device and he's put that down to the the wii and the ds opening yep. the markets up yep. uh, he also used the time obviously to launch the 3ds more sort mm-hmm. of formally mm-hmm. um which has been in, it's been available in japan i think for a few weeks right um but and we i actually got hands-on as well which is quite oh cool. what was it like did, it, did um, the 3d effect okay it yeah not bad at all actually and, it, and it's, it comes pre-built with um a number of apps for watching video as well. It'll actually shoot 3D video, although not at launch. There'll be a big software upgrade in um, I think oh, cool. That's May. pretty cool. Um, and because it's got augmented reality stuff, it's kind of like got a, it's almost like mm-hmm. a transparent screen because you can look through it with the dual, the two, the two cameras on the backside. Um, wow, that's cool. It's also, <laughs> so you can see what's behind robust, it you know? in 3D. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the three the three D effect was was quite good. Although I've heard reports of people turning it off pretty quickly because it's a bit distracting. But some of the AR games were quite cool, and it, and it was it feels really solid as well. It's mm-hmm. not a it's not like a plasticky DS. No, it right. really is okay. quite a chunky piece of kit. Right, because um, it is more expensive, and, and they'll it? have access to. It is a bit more expensive. I think they'll have access to Netflix as well. Oh, that's pretty uh, and cool. They, they introduce, I think, um, Spot Pass and. Play pass or something so it's always mm-hmm. kind of connected to the network and listening so you'll get right. access to content maybe you'll get free levels to play if you're near a store where you can buy a game trying to drive people into stores i guess they're trying to mm-hmm. trying to keep people buying packaged media you know physical hardware to keep right. people stocking them in the game shops and we saw there was some pushback from sony mm-hmm. about only doing downloadable games and ditching the umd yeah. uh, i also saw the new sony playstation but it was in a kind of uh, Perspex case you couldn't look right, at it so you could see it. what it would look like um, yeah exactly um, so he was he, he was also slightly concerned that it, was, it was absolutely massive probably like 20,000 people in there watching wow. the, the keynote so it was quite wow. quite big That's huge. Um, quite well orchestrated and uh, a lot of uh, it, was, it was interesting to see Sony saying or Nintendo saying the challenges the game industry was becoming fragmented by social games and mm, maybe the quality mm. was maybe dropping out of the market it was becoming harder for developers to be recognised as being good mm-hmm. because finding content was becoming tricky mm-hmm. um, I did notice also there weren't many people trying to showcase their mobile apps I mean there was one I found um, which subsequently became kind of quite famous I guess um, mm. like called Smuggle Truck which is coming out right. um, which is about smuggling Mexicans across the border <laughs> um, and they, they got, because it's a bit contentious they're hoping to mm. submit into the app store later this month 
um, but it's gone to the Daily Show. It's got people to hear about it, and I'm sure it will be a success if if Apple let it into the store. <laughs> if they actually allow it to. Uh, okay, so they've done a lot of stuff to try and make sure that it actually does get approved. Is uh, it's got to be exactly they're well, definitely contentious. Well, it's a. It's uh, the game starts up. I saw a demo of it where the, the game starts up, and the first thing it says, you know, do, would you like to go into the United States legally? And if you press yes, it says, oh, please wait. The waiting time is up to eighteen years, and it's like a <laughs> countdown timer. Or you can say, no, well, uh, let's go for the smuggle truck, uh, and then you can then you drive. Basically, it's uh, you steer by moving the um, moving the the iPad or the iPhone up and down, and press right. the. the the uh, the screen touch the screen to accelerate and you've got a family full of Mexicans in your or it's happening they are Mexicans and they'll they'll fall <laughs> out if you go too fast or over the obstacles and right. and you can create your own levels as well which is quite cool okay. you can drag drop different elements around so I think that's uh, and it, quite a small team developing that um, but mm. they've been lucky enough to get kind of marketing traction mm. Um, mm. it was also interesting to hear from people like you know that the mighty eagle from uh, Rovio who make Angry Birds mm-hmm. that you know contrary to popular belief that was Rovio's 50 second game really uh, they didn't well, just come from for a long time yeah. to get to that point of finding one that actually takes off oh yeah 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 and now you know they've been on the Super Bowl and all this kind mm. of stuff so mm. um, they've and they're once really focusing on getting angry birds everywhere yeah it's a bit like the lottery isn't yeah. it you know once you, once you win you win big but you know you can spend a lot of time buying lottery tickets and getting nowhere Exactly, and I think that's that's generally a big problem in the games industry mm. as a whole. There weren't uh, certainly GDC isn't a place where you launch new titles. So that's going to be more E3, right. and there was less of a consumer element, less consumer on it, and quite a small show floor. Right. Uh, I guess the encouraging thing: a lot of recruitment going on. Obviously, San Francisco oh, wow. is one of the um, yeah, of course, sort of locations in the world where a lot of game development houses, but mm. a lot of recruitment happening. A lot of students there pitching for jobs, um, and it shows that uh, the industry is. Is pretty healthy, clearly. Yeah, I mean, there, there is yeah, there is money there, there, but it's a it's a exactly. But there is still a mix of uh, of free to play and freemium um, different models. But people are people are making money, and there's still people there doing mind control and smelly vision and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. So, okay, uh, I guess that, <laughs> I guess that keeps people alive. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was Very an interesting cool. experience. That's good. Let's say, yeah. Um, so what's in the other world? Well, so in the other category, um, as we know, robots are, you know, just by definition, good things. And if you have a robot that looks like a person, I think we call it an android, that's got to be a good thing. So there's a company that's been building simulations of people for a while in Japan, and uh, they've done a few uh-huh. Japanese-looking characters, and this is the first time they've done a, uh, a Caucasian... Actually, it's a, it's a Dutch researcher... And uh, it's actually it's it's actually kind of uncanny the way they can make this uh, animatronic thing look like a person. Um, so if you have a look at the video, James, when you get a chance, and you can see it in the show notes, um, it looks like a person that's pretending to be a robot. You know what I mean? Like it looks so realistic that. Are you sure it's not? I mean, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Some of the discussion comments are like, no, that's definitely. So what a should our listeners uh, look for on Google? They can. What should they look for on Google? Is it? Uh Geminoid? Geminoid. G-E-M-I-N-O-I-D. Geminoid. And uh, it's, uh, right. <laughs> it's, it's actually, I mean, the, the, if you, when they, before they actually put the face on kind of thing, you can see the, the electronics and mechanics in the middle of it. It's a very complex yeah. device. Very, very, I mean, there's obviously lots and lots I of... I must admit, I remember, I remember seeing years ago a guy from um, Sony at a, a tech conference talking about 
the cycles of semiconductor development. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Sony were just part of the consortium bringing out the cell processor, which is, you don't hear much about it now, but it's still, you know, at the heart of the PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically saying, you know, what, what could people possibly want these processors this powerful for and he was basically saying it was going to be for robotics control uh-huh. and artificial intelligence that was it. that was mm, very right. much his perspective about where the only the challenges that would be applied in this area mm-hmm. um, and again I guess Nintendo from his keynote at G, um, it, uh, Satoru-san again was saying you know make the impossible possible is really kind of what makes things attractive so they, they take that approach you know could we do these things and yes they can so I, fake or not fake mm. you mm. decide listener take a look you know indeed <laughs> um, <be interesting. laughs> I, I, cool. I must have a look at this it looks quite uh, it's a guy kind of look at it himself I can see in the show notes but uh, he, he's obviously he's created his own his his uh, robotoid in his own image or how he'd like to think he looks I guess that's right I'd quite like to have an evil twin yeah. I think I'd probably be the evil one so fantastic <laughs> or mini me alright James well that kind of wraps us up for okay. episode 160 Yes. So um, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch up with you again in uh, On the Couch 161 in a week. Indeed. Goodbye from me, James. And bye from me, and cheers. Bye. This episode of On the Couch Podcast is brought to you by embeddedadventures.com, your source for embedded kits and things to play with. 